Welcome back to the good stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brent Lindekew, the good news guy. Flip, it's Tuesday. I absolutely love Tuesdays. I get to hang out with you guys in studio, bring you all the good news. Uh, I think I'm turning up Nikki's headphones. She's like, what? It's too loud. I can't even hear what's going on. I was going to say, you're just deafening me there. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I need whoa. to put you back in your place. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Tuesday. Our very English good news correspondent, Nikki, is in studio with us. We'll be catching up with all the good stuff, reporting on the good news, focusing on the top five trending good news stories in the world and uh, bring you all the current stuff that we should be aware of. We'll also be chatting to influencers, Demi Ingle from Star Scoop. Just talk about her. That's a bit of a tongue twister there. She sells seashells. It's from Star Scoop, an incredible influence in South Africa. Ruan Liebenberg, who is a comedian, uh, about what they do and, and sort of how they use their platforms to do good, which I hope they do. And um, and also their involvement in the Rack 15 campaign. It's uh, I mean, that's the project that's been on the ground the whole year, you know? It's the one that hit the ground running. Everybody's on with Rack 15. Uh, we also have the co-founders of Think Code who will be popping around. Their, their institution uses technology to teach anybody with the right aptitude to become a coder. That means they take someone who might be underprivileged, who might not have a, a background in schooling or in matric, and if they show that they have the skills to be able to work in that field, they will teach them how to do it for free. Yo. Uh, and finally, we have the charity for the week, which is Little Fighters. Mr. South Africa will be popping around to tell us about the charity itself and, and how we get involved um, and help the kids that need it for, for most. Sure. We've got a bit of a busy show today. I know, it's a bit of a tongue twister. Loads to catch up on, loads of stuff to talk about. I don't want to waste any time. The big news in SA today, besides Facebook going down last night at 9 p.m., which is, it was all over the news. I was sleeping. I was so going to say, that. I was already in bed by then, so I it was had a no idea. Hard, hard long weekend, so I needed a nap on Monday night. But apparently Facebook was down. That wasn't the biggest news. Uh, Trevor Noah debuted, debuted on The Daily Show uh, last night. And um, I actually have his opening monologue. I'm going to try to play it for you guys because I think we should all hear it. It's sort of Trevor Noah. That's our guy, yo. Let's have a listen. for joining us our first guest comedic rock star kevin hart that's right kevin hart is joining us today uh so before we get started before we get started i i just wanted to say a few things uh first of all this is surreal for me i'm not gonna lie growing up in the dusty streets of south africa i never dreamed that i would one day have well two things really um an indoor toilet <laughs> and and a job as host of the daily show and uh, and now and now I have both, and uh, and I'm quite comfortable with one of them. So uh, you know, but the truth is, now I'm in the chair, and I can only assume that this is as strange for you as it is for me. You know, John Stewart was more than just a late-night host; he was often our voice, our refuge, and in many ways, our political dad. Uh, and it's weird because dad has left. <laughs> And now, and now it feels like the family has a new stepdad. And he's black. Which, uh, which is not ideal. 
I also know that many people have questions. For example, why isn't a woman hosting the show? Because surely it's about time. Well, it turns out that Comedy Central did ask women to host, and the woman they asked turned the job down because they all had better things to do and clearly knew something I didn't. <laughs> also, why didn't they get an American to host? And again, Comedy Central tried, and those people also declined. And so once more, a job Americans rejected is now being done by an immigrant. <laughs> You know, uh, many people are part of the reason that I'm sitting here today. But above all, I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge one man, and that's John Stewart. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you for believing in me. I'm not quite sure what you saw in me, but I'll work hard every day to find it. And I'll make you not look like the crazy old dude who left his inheritance to some random kid from Africa. <laughs> and to you... The Daily Show viewer, both new and old, at home or on your phone, uh, thank you for joining us as we continue the war on bullshit. Wow, he is flipping hilarious. Yeah, I love Trevor Noah. Yeah, that was that was his opening monologue for the Today Show, which debuted last night. Uh, if you are not able to download it like the rest of the world, it will be on South African television at 9 p.m. tonight. So I was going to say, it's shown tonight, right? Yeah, but I mean, with technology, you can download these things and watch. I mean, I just gave you the opening monologue, and that was just from a little Google search. I'm not that technologically advanced, so I feel that I'll be waiting till 9 o'clock tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so that was his opening monologue. That was his debut show. Uh, the South African media is just pushing him, highlighting him, putting him up there as, as sort of the great man that he is, and he's, he's upholding South Africa. The American media, not so much. I, I, I haven't actually seen anything about it, um, but you were saying this morning that they are kind of saying that he's, he's a bit pathetic. Well, they just said that he's a bit wishy-washy and that his political stance is not quite hard. And that comes from Time magazine, Big Time magazine. They, they wrote an article this morning just saying that he wasn't as hard-hitting as they thought he should have been. But from my point of view, I think that he... He's easing into it. Yeah, but also I think, like, as a South African, they're not as... What's the word? Passionate about politics is what they are in America. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you guys don't exactly have the best politics in. Uh, well, no, in, we in we world. don't we don't shine them up there. But this is the good stuff, so we're going to focus on the good yes, stuff, right? But that's him just you know easing into it gently and getting to know it first. Well, maybe. look, I look forward to everybody else watching the show. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, next, the rugby over the weekend. I feel like this is a conversation that I don't want to have because I feel like you're going to mention the fact that England lost. Oh, I wasn't going to mention them. I didn't think they mattered. Um, <laughs> I think they matter the most. Just kidding. Um, did you get to watch the, the South Africa game on Saturday? I did. I did watch the Springbok game. They did play very well. Um, in all honesty, I don't think they had a choice. They had to play well today. Otherwise, they would have been disowned by the country. By the country. But wherever you were watching, we were in our local restaurants in Danfern and the vibe was Epic. No, where I, I mean, I watched it at the Baron of Vickoppen and they, everybody went crazy there. They, I mean, so much as the Springbok team touched the ball, they didn't even have to actually do anything with it. They just touched it and everyone was like screaming. Um, but no, it was nice. Like it was a good vibe. Um, I'm glad they won. They yeah, are, we, they are my second team, I suppose, in the year. Yeah, come on. They just, they just got to keep winning now. That's, uh, that's what South Africa wants them to do. Yeah, they do. But also, you know, I was saying to my friends on Saturday that uh, I, I hope that South Africa and England get to play each other. That would be epic for you. What, what, what would you wear? Half, half? No. 
Have you 100% England? <laughs> when last time they played against each other, my friend and I had gone away for the weekend and I was literally the only person in the whole bar that was supporting England. Everyone else was South African supporters and they were cheering when South Africa, when England scored, I was literally the only one. I mean, to be fair, I made enough noise for a whole crowd of people, but yeah, no, I'm English through and through. Well, good for, good for you. And we'll, we'll, we'll keep up to date and see what happens. Um, yeah, Facebook went down last night at about 9 p.m. And, and nobody could access Facebook and, and citizens of the world were walking around poking each other. Cause they just, <laughs> they just didn't. They're like know. slapping each other and saying like. <laughs> <They're> just, <laughs> like. <laughs> they just did If you, if we had a camera in here, you'd see what Nikki was doing right now. Um, they just didn't know what to do with themselves. And Facebook came back and there was a, a little news report that was released this morning going, it was just a glitch in the system. It's something called their graph. So some things are built on the cloud. Okay. Uh, some things have an infrastructure. Facebook has something called a graph, and that's what they call like their core. Okay. Uh, and there was a problem with the core, so Facebook went down for a couple of hours, but then it was back up. And actually, um, I think they're lying. I, do you know? I just just before we get into that, I like how you know me so well that you have to like relate stuff. So I understand what you're talking about. The cloud, you know, the cloud thing, <laughs> and this is like the core. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So Facebook went down. I don't know. Have you, our listeners? Have you seen anything different with Facebook? Have you felt that it was any different? If you have, tweet us or get in touch because I'm telling you, uh, if you go into the pages, like if you have a page or, or you, you manage a page or anything with pages, if you go into the notifications, they've changed. Really? Big time. I do feel that here in South Africa, because the internet connection isn't what other countries have um that i do feel that um people probably didn't even notice that facebook went down really they're probably just like ah oh, mtn <laughs> so facebook could have got totally got away with that yeah they could have they could have just let it go let it slide let it slide uh but if facebook did go down for a couple of days no one would know that you had a duck nikki this is true i do have a duck nikki got a duck well actually it's not a duck let's let's call it by its proper name it's an egyptian goose gosling she got an, an egyptian Goose gosling, which has become her child. Yes, this is my baby. And it follows her around the house and it sleeps on her chest and. Yes, it does. She has a duck. It sleeps in a box on a night time with a hot water bottle and a little blanket over it. Um, but no, if I'm late watching TV, it comes and it sleeps and it like nestles itself in your neck and then just falls asleep there. Wow. Would you recommend getting a duck as a pet? Um, they're actually fairly low maintenance. It shits everywhere <laughs> like i promise you that's all it does is eat and poo eat and oh, poo wow. um but other than that no it's very cute it's quite noisy like when it's awake all it does is chirp the whole time yeah you said you were going to bring it through today but you were a bit worried about the chirping in the background yeah if it, i was going to but then i thought no, all you're going to hear is like tweet, 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 in the background the whole time and it does get quite annoying Oy. but i've learned to block it out so i don't mind and i do love him and his name's reggie Reggie, if you uh, if you want to see Reggie, we're going to post a pic of him up on uh, Twitter and Facebook, and and we'll share that so you can see Nikki's little duck. Uh, she does need a friend though, so if you if you yes. also know where she could get another Egyptian goose, or just a friend. duck, it doesn't have to be a goose. It just needs to be something that can swim, so something Damn. can swim with him. Swim with him. All right. Before we get into the good stuff, one more thing that is happening on the first of October that I think everybody needs to be aware of. It's our country trying to go green. Santon, no traffic from the 1st of October. What do you mean? They are closing down Santon from the 1st of October for 30 days. I was going to say forever or like... 30 days. You'll only be allowed to drive in Santon if you have a permit. So it'll be taxis or buses uh, or the tuk-tuks. Um, you're going to have to find parking outside of Santon and then catch the public transport into Santon. 
for the whole month of October. Like, I think that's good. I think it's really, no, I think it's really good. I mean, in the UK, they have park and ride everywhere. You just, you just won't be shopping in Santa in the whole of October. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, like public transport is great. Like I say, they do park and ride all over the UK for the major cities. Um, but I'm not sure how. Well, this, this is the thing, right? So everybody is excited because it's going green, but at the same time, everybody's nervous because they're like, what is our public transport system like actually? Yeah. And how are they going to be on time? So people get to work on time or who knows? And what, like cost wise, are they, I'm assuming there must be a cost to it. Oh, I don't know. No, I think it's cool. I think it's a good plan. We'll see how it goes and we'll keep up to date with that. We'll tweet all about it. Um, but this is the good news and we're all about the good stuff. And we do have our very English correspondent in studio to bring us some good news. Yeah, that's your cue, Nikki. I was going to say, I thought you were going to skip my intro to start off with. Nah. Okay, so at number five, we have the Tanzanian that takes on Kilimanjaro and a world record attempt. Right, hashtag. So, hashtag. The Climb Africa. The Climb Africa. This all happened on Sunday, which is quite exciting. He His main sort of goal was to climb up and down Kilimanjaro in six hours. What? But doesn't it take like a couple of days? Well, I'm taking six days. I was going to say, why are you taking so much time off work if it only takes six hours? <laughs> yeah, uh, I leave on Saturday for Kilimanjaro and it's going to take us, f- I think, five days to get up and a day and a half to get down or something to that sort of accord. Uh, the the current world record is uh, held by a Swiss man for it's about six and a half hours up and down. And this Tanzanian tried to do it to bring the record back to Tanzania. Okay. Unfortunately, he didn't. But the, the, the goal was there. So he just didn't make it by a couple of hours. Uh, he ran the whole way. Say, so do they just like jog up? They jog. But surely like there is like health implications there. So surely the point in you doing it so slowly is that you adjust to the altitude. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, like a lot of the porters that are helping on Kilimanjaro, they are so acclimatized to that. Yeah. Because they've been doing it for so many years. So if you practice and you you train, uh, you can overcome anything, really. Yeah, I suppose. Your body will get used to it. So, unfortunately, he didn't make it, but the point is he tried, and we can give him points for that, right? Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool story. I would never try to do it, so there we go for him. Nah. Okay, at number four, we have Lava May, a San Francisco nonprofit delivering dignity one shower at a time to the homeless. So, this story is is quite amazing. This woman decided that she wanted to give dignity back to the homeless and the people that didn't have uh, ablution facilities, and she got a bus one of one of the sort of metro buses in san francisco she got it donated to her cause she retrofitted the whole inside with full bathrooms toilets sinks showers the whole toot and she stops outside homeless uh, shelters that don't have those those facilities and she lets she lets human beings bath themselves yeah i was looking at the pictures these buses are flipping awesome yeah they're so cool so yeah. cool. So she started off with one and, and I mean, the, the, the story has been running for about a year because it all happened last year, but I think she's got like 10 buses now and she's starting to branch out to different areas in, in America and even people who, who want to do the same projects in their areas in the world are starting to contact her and be like, yo, I want to be part of this. I want to know about it. Uh, there's actually a South African who's doing it here as well. Oh, really? Yeah. No, that's cool. I saw the schedule of where they are, you know, on Monday we're here, Tuesday we're here, Wednesday we're here, which is really cool. That's amazing. Cool. What okay. do we have at number three? At number three, the US and China just made a huge agreement to save the elephants from out of control poaching. 
this is incredible. I love it when governments step on board and they just go, no, we're not going to stand for it anymore. If you human beings cannot control yourselves, we will put the control measures in place. They've made it illegal in China and America to sell ivory. Yeah, I think, I mean, they did, I believe that they did the same as well with the rhino poaching in terms of you cannot come into the, or any sort of animal killing. So you can't come back in, for example, with a lion head. They call it trophies. And yeah. you, you can't come in with the trophies anymore. There's about 42 airlines that are all part of that now. But the big, the big thing here is the country's made it illegal. So if they catch you with ivory, whether it's in your house or whether you've bought it or whether you got it as a gift, you're going to get sentenced. Yeah, that's good. It's criminal, it's criminal offense. Stop killing the flipping I'll animals. Stop the demand for it and then people won't purchase it so people won't need to collect it from anywhere. Agreed completely. What do we have at number two? Okay, at number two, we have the fearless homeless man, a hero for saving a drowning man. Okay, so this homeless man was on the beach and he saw someone down in Cape Town drowning uh, and he thought to himself, damn, I'm going to go and save him like because that's what you do. When you see someone in need, you go and help them. What's interesting is when they, the news reporters in, interviewed him afterwards, he, he said, why doesn't the mayor give us a job? Like, we're on the beach anyway. Yeah, we're there anyway. You might as well make use of us. <laughs> and he was so honest. He said, give me those red shorts like Baywatch. And I, <laughs> I'll totally be keen to save anybody on the beach. I just want the red shorts. Just wants the red shorts. But yeah, cool story. Uh, he didn't have to. He didn't have to get involved. No. He didn't have to jump in. He didn't know the guy. He's not a part of anything. And he didn't do it to be a hero either. He did it to save another man that was battling in the water. And he's become a little bit of a celebrity in his own right. But he's right. Like, why don't they use him? He's there every day. So it's useful resources. If the mayor of Cape Town's listening, Nikki has just said, <laughs> use him. Pick him. Pick him. Just do it. Okay. So at number one. A man with less than most was spotted making a huge difference doing what others don't. Okay, so this was down in Stellenbosch. Really cool story. Uh, this guy, don't know if he's homeless or sort of what the deal is, but he's taken upon himself to look after this one parking lot in Stellenbosch. Everybody knows him. His name's Quirbus. He's friendly. He smiles. He, I mean, he's a really cool guy, and he looks after this little parking lot. And uh, last week... A woman was driving to work just with her kids, going to drop her kids off at school and the whole suit. And she saw him walking around the park in the area, picking up all the rubbish. Oh, shame. That's nice. Again, no reason for him to do that. Yeah. And uh, and I think it, it proves a couple of things. One, clean up after yourself. Yeah, I hate that. That's my biggest pet hate is when I'm driving behind someone or you're walking behind someone. My worst is when you're driving and you're driving along and then they just throw like a Coke bottle out the window. It abs- oh, it annoys me so much. Agreed. So the first thing is clean up after yourself. The second thing is clean up after others. Like that is, you know, this is our, this is our world. This is where we live. Let's make a difference and look after each other. Cool story. I'm going to post all of these on my uh, page on cliffcentral.com. You can go there to read them, watch the videos, uh, listen to the sound bites. I'll even get Nikki to do a little English intro that we'll put on there <laughs> so that you can read all of them. Uh, this is the good stuff and um, we'll be right back. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. Cliffcentral.com. All right. Our weekly great is in studio and I'm excited to interview someone who is an influencer in South Africa and pretty phenomenal. Uh, she runs a website called Style Scoop, which I can say. Well, I think when I introduced you, I'm just going to ask you to get really close to the mic. Don't be afraid of it. I'm not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got Dimi Ingle in... How do I say your surname? Like that, Ingle. Okay, perfect. We've got her in studio today just to chat a little bit about 
owning your own websites, blogging. I mean, you're big in the fashion world. Let's start off. Where, where do you come from? Are you from Johannesburg? I am from Johannesburg, yes. Where did you grow up in Joburg? Um, the east. The east. Don't worry. <laughs> the I'm, east. I'm from this. I'm from Alberton, so I'm like oh. east south. <laughs> okay, you have to specify where is the east. The east rand. <laughs> What's that like? That would be like uh, if you go east, then it would be Bedford View, okay, okay, Boxburg, yeah. right. Benoni. That, all that's, the bees. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> all the bees. East of Joburg, and um, and where, so you grew up there. You went to school there. Yes. That's what do you do for a living, or is that it? Is the website your Living. It is my living, yes. So you're you're writing articles and you're blogging and you're you're researching fashion every day and that is your sort of what you do. That's what I do, yes. Is it a difficult is it a difficult job? It is a very difficult job. What would you say is the hardest thing about writing articles? Just finding inspiration to write about things that you know other people are going to enjoy reading. Because, you know, what I enjoy is not necessarily what everyone else is going to enjoy. But it's fashion. It's fashion. And 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 that always changes. So there's always something to write about. Flip, that's amazing. I was just going to say, where do you get your inspiration from? Everywhere. Like I'll see something in a store or someone wearing something or someone wearing something incorrectly. You know, just little things every day. So it's about um, just keeping all little notes in in my iPhone and just... Checking back on them when I need to think of new posts to write. I do exactly the same. So I've got a, a website where I, I feature good news, and and I, I feel it's so important. There's there's so much, and and I mean you, it, it's almost in the same light because you're doing, uh, you're not doing the that terrible news that newspapers and that everything. It's it's good fun. It's All the fashion. fluff stuff. It's the fluff stuff. Fluff stuff. The fluff stuff. I like do that you, word. Do you find it easy? Like this is just me, but do you find it easier to like when you see someone and you're like, oh, what on earth was she thinking when she went out? <laughs> Do it's, you find that comes more naturally and like you find that easier to come across than what you do to find others like the stuff to be like, you should wear this with the, or I, like that kind of. No, it's more the second one. So finding things to put together. Um, I don't, I'm not a fashion expert. So, you know, just it's if I don't particularly like how someone's put something together, I'd never go and tell them. But, you know, I'd write a blog post and. Tell people how not to wear something. Very yeah. clever. <laughs> yeah. Turn Very it around. Nice, Make it a positive. In a nice way. Yes. <laughs> and th- I think that's why you've, I mean, how long has the, the website been running? For seven years. Seven years. And seven years. Th- to call yourself not a fashion expert is ridiculous because you I'm have, not, an, you I'm have not an opinion though. and people follow you. And, and I mean, I, when I Googled you, you were all over the place. So, right. so well done. <laughs> Good PR, you're doing something really right. Good at social media. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so you're part of this Rack 15 campaign that Lucky Brand have put together. Uh, Basically, they've done this whole campaign uh, where you can go in-store and buy a pair of jeans, and then they give you a free pair for gratis, for nicks. They give you a free pair. I was like, in English? Well, <laughs> you know what, Nikki? We, we, have to, we have to learn or teach you some Afrikaans words because some of them just, you feel the, like the... Uh, yeah, but I can't do the... Uh, and the uh. You just did. Yeah, but in a <laughs> sentence, I can't. <laughs> so yeah, they give you this, this free pair of jeans to do absolutely what you want to do with it. And the whole idea is to pay it forward, like a random act of kindness. What are you going to do with your free pair of jeans? Well, as much as I don't want to give them away because I love their jeans so much... Um, I think I'd probably give them to my sister-in-law because she wears the same pair of jeans over and over <laughs> and it's annoying. <laughs> I must, I must admit that kind of happens with clothing. I look in my cupboard and you have all of the, this clothing. You and have, you wear the same stuff over and over again. Totally. Um, so I do try once a year to, to go through my clothing and I make a yes, and, and I, I lie to myself <laughs> because I make a yes pile. I'm going to keep this. Then I make a maybe car, maybe pile. 
I'm just probably going to keep that. And I make a no pile, which I'm going to give to charity. And generally, by the end of it, I take the maybe and the no and I give them away. No, see, I'm bad. Like, I find excuses. So I'll be like, okay, I've not worn this T-shirt for like three years, but I'll keep it because I'll totally wear it when I go riding next time. You see, I think and that's, that's the difference with women. We always think we're going to need it again. Yeah. I'm like, oh, but what if this comes back in? That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better to just buy clothes that you know you're going to wear a lot of instead of just spending money on clothes that are just fashionable right now and then you never wear them again see what i try to do is i like i clear my wardrobe out put it in like a bag in the spare room and then it'll stay in that bag in the spare room for like three months and if i don't touch it in that three months then it can go but i know then i know that like i'm definitely done with it otherwise you just go shop your old your old clothes exactly and find something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so obviously we all believe in giving back uh is that something that you believe in is that something that you do Yes, I do. Totally give well, back. Well, my website is giving back all the time, giving people advice that costs them nothing. 100%. Because it is. It's free. No one has it's to do It's free. There's, there's no way in any way that anyone has to pay for any of the content. Man, that is incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. How do people sort of keep up to date and, and follow what you're doing and, and how you're doing it? And I mean, you've got your website, which is Style Scoop. Yes. Um, do you have Twitter and Facebook? Facebook, and Instagram, Twitter. And now Snapchat, which is kind of scary, but fun at the same time. <laughs> now, I don't know what, uh, Nikki, we speak about this often. I don't I know. know what Snapchat is. I've got it. Um, I know they updated it, that it gives you funny faces. That's the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> I, I post stuff on Snapchat all the time, but I'm not really, I'm not aware of exactly what it does. And there's a lot of businesses that use it as well. So if anybody can give me some solid advice on what, I mean, what do you, do you use it? I do use it. Yeah. It's, you know, if, with Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, you got to be very careful what you put up. Like you always got to make sure your pictures look good and your content is well said and well written. But with Snapchat, it's more instant. So, I mean, you could put up a picture where you don't actually look your best. And in 24 hours, that picture is gone. Oh, right. So it's not having this, you know, like permanent picture of yourself that you're not happy with. 100%. And you, just to go back quickly, you, you're writing. So Snapchat is quite quick. It's easy. You put it up there. You're not really worried about it because it's going to be gone in 24 yeah. and hours. And it's actually more fun that way because you, you get to see people in their real life. Oh wow! Okay, While so, they're driving in traffic, which they shouldn't be snapping, but they do. I'm in a, I'm in a Snapchat now. So if you want to follow me, it's Brendan the Q. What is your tag on Snapchat? It's Style Scoop Blog. Style Scoop Blog. You want to get hold of that? Uh, with your writing, does it take quite long to sit down and come up with an article? Uh, when you do Snapchat, it's quite quick, right? So it's Very up there, it's done. With with your writing, and when you're writing about like giving away a pair of free jeans or getting free jeans or whatever that is. Um, does it take you quite long to write that article? Are you quite critical on yourself? It is, and I am, yes. <laughs> and also, I mean, like, as a blogger, you've got to take your own pictures, do your own editing, make sure that you've written something that people can understand and you're not just blabbering on. Wow. And I think the pictures is what takes the most amount of time. And for me, my blog, I don't like taking pictures off, off the internet and using them. I like taking my own photos or doing my own graphics so that it's unique to my website. Well, it's also your... your challenging copyright infringements there because then it's yours <laughs> <laughs> it is and it's so easy to just take stuff off google and it's you know when you do your own content like your own pictures you don't want other people to take them so you know if you think about it that way you'll 
you won't take pictures of other people's sites either. A hundred percent. So don't do that. Uh, but do go to Style Scoop and uh, catch up on the blog. Uh, you can see what, what we're writing about with regards to Lucky Brand and Rack 15 and all the good stuff that I believe in. Um, in a moment, we're going to wait for Ruan to get you because I'm sure he's going to come soon. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. This is cliffcentral.com. The co-founders of Think Code are in studio with us. Their institution uses technology to teach anybody with the right aptitudes to become a coder. Basically, if you're a kid in the middle of nowhere in the dusty streets of South Africa and you haven't been able to get traditional education, but you display the right aptitude, we're going to ask them what this exactly means. Um, you can end up with a coding qualification, which obvi- obviously makes you super employable in the knowledge-based economy. Welcome to the good stuff. I'm going to switch everybody's microphones on. Uh, it's a full house. Who do we have in studio? Hi, Brett. Thank you so much for having us here. Um, I'm Arlene Mulder, one of the co-founders of We Think Code. Hi, I'm Camille uh, Egan, the one of the co-founder, French DNA. <laughs> and I'm Yossi Hassan, also one of the co-founders. Wow, and you guys should all go into radio. Like if, you know, <laughs> great voices. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about ThinkCode and what the project is? Sure. We think Code is a new kind of tech university. We're launching in January 2016 in town in CBD. And really, we are open to anyone. You don't even need matric to apply. So we're saying we're going out there and we're finding out whether you are born to code. So you could have been born with this aptitude to be born to code. But in South Africa, perhaps you would not have had the opportunity to find this out yet. So we'll take you through some online application tests and a hectic boot camp that I'm sure we'll tell you more about. And then you can join our school, which is world class, and you will learn how to become a world class software engineer. That is flipping amazing because I've recently been watching like a lot of these documentaries and TEDx talks about traditional education and how it almost boxes you in. So if someone doesn't have that traditional education and they might have exactly what you say, the aptitudes, you'll find them and cultivate that to make, to make them employable. Yeah, exactly. And um, that's exactly what we say. So, um, you don't need any previous coding experience whatsoever. You play these online games and then you make it through our four week bootcamp. So we test your motivation, what, your resilience. What, yeah, what happens, <laughs> what happens at this bootcamp? Kemi, do you want to tell us? Yes. So um, basically just to say we're bringing this model from France and from the school 42 that was set up three years ago and that up to date has completely disrupted the whole French education system because as you may or not know, France is very traditional in its um, elitist education system. And suddenly we have a new a new model that tells you, you don't need matric, you don't need a diploma, you don't need money, but you can make it as a top class programmer. But if you want to make it, you will have to work very hard and be very passionate and resilient. And this is what we're testing in the boot camp. We're testing your resilience. And for, 20, for four weeks, you're going to be coding 24 hours 7 coming in at, on Tuesday at 8 a.m., solving a programming challenge until the next day, and this for four weeks. Wow, so you put you really make them work before you're going to let them come to the institution. Yes, of course. It's all about hard work <laughs> and resilience. There's no secret, secret recipe for success there. Okay, that said, um, the hard work is going to be part of it anyway. The, the main thing here is that you don't need a formal education. Anybody can be part of the program as long as you're willing to work hard. Yossi, uh, how are you involved? Uh, so... 
I'm involved uh, as one of the co-founders. My background is more as a tech entrepreneur. I co-founded a business 11 years ago uh, that's that's done relatively well and seen firsthand the challenge of finding skilled software development talent in the country. And if we look at the, the demographics and statistics in the country, we have 3.5 million unemployed youth in the country. Um, but industry is looking to employ right now today about 500,000 people if we could find those skills. So there's a massive mismatch between the skills that are available uh, and the demand for for, for jobs uh, in the country. So seeing that firsthand and seeing what coding and the ability to code can do to an individual is why uh, I personally am passionate about the, pro- the project uh, and why I wanted to get involved in We Think Code. Um, Arlene, why did you get involved? So I've always been quite passionate about education and just quite recently saw this whole digital revolution that's that we're going through. Um, I'm an ex-investment banker for my sins and um, just saw that Every single company out there, whether it's a consumer goods company or a traditional tech company, everyone needs skills in this tech space. And also in the banking industry, there was not enough investment into skills in these in this digital space. And as Yossi mentioned as well, there's this massive skills gap. So 500,000 jobs available today if the skills were there to fill them. So I then met Kemi and she told me about this incredible model from France that just brings the education and the tech together. And I just believe that the problems we're facing in South Africa today, youth unemployment, massive skills gap, and the digital revolution we're coming through, um, going through today, this model actually addresses all of that. Well, I do. I think it's really important what you guys have put together and, and what you're doing for the youth of South Africa. It's such a cliche, but I'm going to say children are the future. And if we, <laughs> if we really, if we teach them and, and we give them good jobs, they can pay that forward. They can pay it forward to other people and, and we can create this sustainable economy. Which is, I mean, that's the main aim, right? No, absolutely. And our mission is to source and develop 100,000 coders in Africa. Now, can you imagine what's happened in India? Sorry, 100,000? <laughs> in Africa, yes. Wow. Okay, we we know it's a bit small. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's we, that's we incredible. Like that's incredible because there is there's a huge there's a huge segment of our population that can't find work, and if exactly. you give them the skills to, that's just it's a game changer, a total game changer. So, can you imagine what happened in India where they where they developed all these skills in coding? Now, can you imagine we start doing that in South Africa, and almost then the supply of skills will create a new demand, and then instead of um, companies outsourcing to Bangladesh, Poland, India. Now they can set up their dev shops in South Africa and perhaps countries, uh, companies all over the world can start opening dev shops in South Africa. That would be phenomenal. That would Absolutely be pretty cool. phenomenal. So your, your, what would we call it? The campus. The campus opens in 2016. Uh, there's four weeks of rigorous boot camp. How long then is the, the studying period? So we're going to have three boot, camp, boot camps. So we're trying to source a first cohort of 100 students, three boot camps of 100 students. There's usually a pass rate of 30% at each boot camp. And then um, the students are going to study for two years. After the first eight months, they're going to go for four-month internships. And after come back to schools for another, for another year, after that, they will be fully employable as junior developers. Wow. Super, super, super phenomenal. We said before that nobody needs to have, there's not really a criteria. Is there a criteria or is it just completely open? 
So the way the the model is designed, uh, there is no criteria other than you've got to play two games. And the games have a high correlation between your ability to learn to become a coder um, and succeeding in the course. So the games are available and accessible on mobile devices. Uh, We're going to be opening up those applications on 1 October. And if you're uh, excelling in those games, we're going to be inviting you to partake in the boot camp. And your uh, determination, resilience, and ability to learn on that boot camp is what really will determine whether you enter the two-year program or not. It's not based on anything other than your current performance and your ability to succeed in those two games. Absolutely phenomenal. How do people stay in touch, get involved, keep up to date, download the app? I mean, it's happening this week on the 1st of October. How do people get involved? What are, what are the social media handles or websites or anything else that you want to pass along? So people can get involved by going to www.borntocode.ca.za. Uh, they'll be able to apply there. The application is officially opening on the 1st of October, but you can already pre-apply. Uh, there's also partnerships that we have with MOVE and the City of Johannesburg Library, so the Santon and City of Johannesburg Library, where people can access the games from there if they don't have access to the Internet. So we'd love uh, for uh, wannabe students to go uh, to those facilities and play the games from there. Uh, and we have a challenge that we're launching tonight uh, at the at Constitution Hill, which is called the Born to Code Challenge, where we're challenging top tech leaders to play the same game that our students will be playing, uh, see how they score, and when we do open it up to students, we can compare you know, these people that uh, we'd never heard of before, uh, how they've compared with the CIOs of the top tech businesses in the country. Absolutely phenomenal. We're going to be following that story. I'm going to post all of these links up on my Cliff Central page as well as my Twitter and my Facebook so that people can get involved um, and get more information from you. It's been great having you in the studio. I really believe what you're doing is a game changer. Uh, literally, excuse the pun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but educating and, and, and giving skills to, to empower our youth is what every single person should be working towards. And a lot of people talk about it and nobody actions it. You as a team have actioned it and that's where the change happens that's the difference so thank you very much for being on the good stuff uh this is cliff central on radio on radio more of the good stuff all right so john owens from uh mr south africa fame has has joined us in studio i'm going to put your mic on welcome back to cliff central Thank you so much. I haven't, I haven't been here in a couple of weeks. I don't know if you guys missed me. <laughs> We've just said he's he's a regular. This is his fourth time here. We're actually thinking about putting up a little uh, parking re- reserve sign for you. That's it. And a desk. And a desk. We can organize and a, that. And a spare mic. <laughs> I can just be a co-host. With your name on it. With my name on it. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. It is awesome to have you in studio. You are here today um, for the Little Fighters Cancer Association, and you're going to tell us a little bit more about it because it is Childhood uh, Childhood Child- Cancer Awareness Month. That's it, yeah. yeah. So, what is what is the, the the charity? Well, look, the Little Fighters Cancer Trust is just a small PAL-based uh, organisation. To give you an idea, they've got no vehicles, they've got no offices. They consist of a staff of three, and they are absolutely crazy and passionate about childhood cancer. So literally, they support um, literally families all over South Africa. So they're national, national um, with, with three staff members, and um, that, that's what they do. So the Little Fighters Cancer Trust, um, just a pity they're not up in Gauteng. I would have seen them more. So uh, I kind of assist them as much as I can in, in the Gauteng area. I have seen, um, even though they're small and they, they work 
uh, it's just the three of them. They work on a hell of a lot of projects. Like they've got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, they do. And I think what, what makes them very unique is, is the fact that um, they rely 100% on donations and the public. They've got no international funding, no government funding whatsoever. And, um, it's literally, it was started by a lady called Tanya and, you know, it's three passionate ladies. I mean, trying to get a hold of them is, is almost impossible. That's how busy they are. And wherever you go, you see their names and they are involved wherever. But, um, I'll give you an idea where they are involved and you'll see why they're so passionate. Um, how did you get involved? Cause, cause you are helping out and you're volunteering and you're, you're almost a brand ambassador for them yes. here in Joburg. How did you get involved? Well, I won the, the Mr. South Africa competition in, at the end of 2013, beginning 2014. And, you know, I had to choose a charity that I devoted my year to. And it was very difficult choosing a specific charity. And, um, you know, I got involved with a little boy with leukemia and we did blood drives for him so that there could be blood and all of that. And, um, I could keep you busy for hours telling you about it, but eventually I got involved through childhood cancer and I've got about four or five different charities that I support that I'm an ambassador for, but it's all related to cancer as well as childhood cancer specifically. Uh, my mom has had, um, a pancreatic cancer for the last 14, 15 years. She is one of the, one of the longest surviving pancreatic patients in South Africa. So, you know, it's been part of my life and I'm just passionate about it. So I got to know about them, had a look at what they do, contacted them and said, look, do you need help? Where can I help? Send me wherever. And that's that's why I'm here today. I do think it is incredible uh, that you do find people like that who are so passionate about what they do and, and doing it for other people. And especially kids, like kids who are battling illnesses is hard to see. I was part of on Saturday, I was part of a also childhood cancer but they they went for a world record of the longest childhood cancer ribbon which yes. they got the world yes. record and yeah. i was there for the day i was emceeing for them and to see all the kids uh is just it's i mean it's phenomenal yeah look i mean if you if you look at specifically south africa and the amount of kids passing away from it i know that sounds very sad but it's it's a reality and it's all due to the the awareness of it um early signs of it and you know if 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 you think about it um uh, childhood cancer is the is the biggest killer of kids under the age of 14 um in the world um more than i'll give you an idea more than uh, malaria, AIDS, asthma, juvenile diabetes, and cystic fibrosis combined. So it is hellishly important it to is. have a Childhood Cancer Awareness Month and to have these events and these things happening during the month to let people know stats like that because that's flippin' scary. Yeah. Well, to give an idea, there's up to about 70% of, of childhood cancer that is actually curable. So there's only a handful that um, they they know that they cannot cure. But to give you an idea, only 50% of children survive childhood cancer. So that would basically mean there are children passing away that should not have passed away due to the awareness um, of it. Um, And people not not really knowing um, what the early signs of of childhood cancer is. So uh, little fighters themselves give a whole bunch of childhood cancer awareness. That's something that they run throughout the year. Yeah, look, I mean, there's there's, there's four main things that they really do. Um, Hospital ward support obviously um, children that are admitted to to hospital and um, the second thing individual family support um, that's literally anything to do with it whether it be financial support whether it be transport to the hospitals and all those type of things um, then obviously um, places of safety um, where the, the the kids are supported wherever they are and then uh, childhood cancer awareness now to me childhood cancer awareness is the most important thing because you know money um, is something that you can get you can do a campaign and you can you can get a lot of money from someone you can have a billionaire give so so much money but unfortunately childhood cancer awareness is all about the individual 
Um, it's all about families, parents, teachers, um, you know, things like that, that they, they, they need to see it. And um, if you know what to look for, um, you might save someone's life. Well, I think that's, that's the thing about the awareness is that you need to know the signs of, of what uh, cancer is and, and how it'll come into children. I, a uh, little Layla who I've worked with for a couple of years, um, her mom didn't know the signs. And at four years old, the doctors were telling her that it was growing pains. And um, she, she eventually took her daughter to a second opinion. And at four, four years old, they diagnosed it with Pendimoma, which is a form of Well, cancer. the little boy that I got involved in, his name is Jordan. He had uh, Burkitt's leukemia, which is one of the rarest um, leukemias that you that you have. And also took him to the doctor and they said, look, it's it's growing pains. And uh, eventually um, one of his family members said, look, take him for a scan. There's something wrong. And luckily, uh, early enough, they detected it and, and he survived. He's, uh, he's now cancer-free. You should see him. I got involved with him. He was in a hospital. On two occasions, they phoned us and they said, look, come and say goodbye. We don't know if he's going to make it through the night. And he survived it. He's four years old. I mean, so I, I, to, to give you an idea, I had a visit to the oncology ward yesterday, um, just as part of my giving back at UNITAS. And there were little ones there, three years old, four years old. And, you know, it breaks my heart to see them lying in hospital. But then there's also sometimes a little rainbow at the end. There's, there was a little girl there yesterday. I think she's, if, if I guess she's about five years old and she just had a bone marrow transplant. Now, to give you an idea, that's a one in a hundred thousand chance of finding a match. And, uh, they found a match for her and she survived it. So she was in isolation. Um, we took some chocolates and some goodie bags and stuff for them. And, um, unfortunately I couldn't meet her. They didn't allow us in there, but sometimes there is a little rainbow at the, at the end. That is, I mean, that's, that's what the show is all about. And that's what I believe in. And it's good to hear good stuff stories because there are good stories coming out of it. And the only reason would be because they were aware of it and they that's found it. out and they, they sort of took it for the treatments, which is incredible. But to give you an idea, if an organization like Little Fighters Cancer Trust with three staff members, virtually no funding can make such a difference. Imagine what the bigger organizations can do if, if they, if they do it for the right reasons and they, and they managed correct now i mean if the little fighters cancer trust up to now with what they have could do what they've done um imagine if they get the right funding for uh, from it and and that's and that's why we're here today because we want to get them some funding how do people get involved with little fighters what are all the links so that people can get in touch and help this amazing cause well i think the easiest would be to obviously go onto their website www.littlefighters.org.za but if they want to contact someone specific they can just contact mundy erasmus on 073 Three seven two nine six one double five or Monday with an IE at the end at littlefighters.org.za. I think that's my change one thing today. Every week I have a change one thing, change everything, and that is my change one thing today. Get involved, make a difference, do something to help someone else. And here is your, if you're looking for a sign, here it is. If you're listening to it right now, I'm going to tweet all of those links out so you can get involved and you can uh, assist. John, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they keep in touch? Well, it's very easy. Um, I wanted to change my social media after handing over the Mr. SA title. So uh, I'm, I'm not the current Mr. SA, but um, people always meet me and they're like, are you still Mr. South Africa? I'm like, no. They're like, but why are you still involved in charities? <laughs> Aren't you supposed to move on with your life? So I've kept all my social media the same because everybody knows it. Um, Mr. SA, John Owens on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, you name it. So just add the Mr. SA in the front. That's Mr. SA, John Owens. We're going to post all of those links as well so that you can get hold of him and see all the good work that you continue to do uh, I love meeting inspirational people and you certainly are so thank, thank you so much thank you uh, you've tuned into the good stuff on Cliff Central Nikki it goes by so quickly 
I know. I feel like we've blinked and the hours passed. Uh, it's Ruan was supposed to come in studio, but we literally have three minutes left. So I think next week, while I'm climbing Kilimanjaro for charity, um, you and Andrew can can interview him. He's a comedian. He's flipping funny. That's fine. We'll have some humor on the show while you're struggling. Well, we've just set you up for that. So next week, they're going to interview me climbing Kilimanjaro. We're going to have Ruan on the show. I have no idea what Andrew and Nikki have uh, in store. I hope that you keep me involved and you tell me what you do. It's a surprise. Don't mess around with to the show. To all of us. Nikki, don't, <laughs> me, don't mess around with the good stuff. Uh, even Duncan, our producer, is nodding his head, shaking his finger. Best you uh, look after the good stuff. Um, we need to stay motivated. We need to inspire others. We're in this together, and the only way we'll get through this is together. By being yourself, you put something wonderful in the world that was not there before. That's the good stuff for this week. If you want to catch up with all the other podcasts, if you want to download all the other shows, you can find us on cliffcentral.com. My page gets populated with all the good news stories, all the links to the charities so that you can get involved and make a difference. Um, it's been phenomenal. If you want to follow Nikki, what is your... Twitter Nicks. Oh, you do this to me every time. Um, Nicks underscore Abbott. That's it. This is the good stuff. Thanks. Have a terrific Tuesday. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. Cliffcentral.com.